Welcome to this Humber Business Week special episode of the Street Sessions, the business podcast brought to you by Streets Chartered Accountants. I'm James Pinchbeck, the firm's marketing partner, and I'll be hosting this session, which is one of five interviews being broadcast throughout Humber Business Week. Titled The Working Lunch, our 2023 Business Week specials will focus on the interrelationship between education and enterprise and how local entrepreneurs can and are able to capitalise on education, knowledge and the education sector, with all it has to offer from innovative programmes to knowledge transfer, mentoring and support. On our journey through the week, we'll look at Hull's special enterprise ecosystem, which provides access to a wealth of support that helps to underpin our region's vibrant enterprise economy and culture. In conversation, we'll find out more about not only the work and interest of our guests and the organisations they work with, but also gain an insight into what they think makes Hull a great place for enterprise and a vibrant and diverse community. We'll be looking to lift the lid on Hull's best-kept secrets and putting the city and region on the map. I'm delighted to welcome for this episode a Subash Chattery uh, from 1SE Media. Um, if I'm right, uh, Subash, you, you are a, a student at the University of Hull and also had started an enterprise which is, is based in the enterprise centre of the university. Uh, yes, so I run a digital media agency that probably looks at website design, SEO and performance marketing. But I started it in 2020, then obviously came to the University of Hull last year in September uh, to the uh, BA in business management. Um, so when I first came to the university, it was kind of a bit of a change because obviously we're going from sixth form when you've got really structured days and things like that. It was a bit of a change because it was a bit more free time during the day. But yeah, it's definitely a pleasant change. Probably. So if I'm right, so you, you, you were at sixth form, started your business and then went to university. So why have you chosen this particular course uh yeah so primarily it was um when i originally applied to universities i got my original offers which were nothing to do with anything within the northeast to be fair uh do with anything even within the north but then i kind of looked at it from a different perspective for me it was more important about the lecturers the different modules and topics that i'd learned versus being the uh versus being the actual university i went to um, because primarily when it comes down to being a bachelor's degree, it's more about what you learn and experience that that can give you in the future versus um, what it is at this exact point in time as in what you're, it's not just to do with um, like where you went to study for it. So when I originally applied, um, so I knew I wanted to go into business management. Obviously before sixth form, I kind of wanted to do medicine with both my parents are doctors, then decided I wanted to go into business management because it would help with the business and sort of my... High, like my highest level of interest is mainly within organisational behaviour and management. So yeah, yeah, hence the reason for going. So are you sorry? Are you doing the management at and entrepreneur or business management? No, so I do just the pure business management yeah. course. Um, I've guest lectured on both the business management and entrepreneurship courses. Um, but for me, primarily at the moment, it was more I have a bit of interest in human resource management and then, like I said, behave a bit organisational management side of things. So for my next sort of modules, I also don't want to quite look at marketing because it's already what I do in my day job. So for my next modules, it's mainly going for the resource management and things like that. Yeah. So, and looking at your business then, so you said your parents are both in healthcare, they're doctors. How do you get an interest in digital marketing? And, 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 and you know, to just go, well, I'll set up a digital marketing business, you know, and how do I get a, how do I get clients? So, yeah, originally when I thought about the idea, so what happened was it was during lockdown, so in 2020, um, previously, so in 
obviously we got announced in March that our GCC was basically cancelled. Um, then the week after, again, went straight into lockdown. So the first thing that happened then was my mum and dad started working kind of odd shifts. They started doing opposites to each other. Uh, so my dad works in clinical lead in emergency medicine, so he was in A&E most of the time. Uh, my mum and dad weren't at home very much. So then I decided to work in a care home for a bit. Um, saved up from there, but I kind of realised... So I was working through a care home for the peak of COVID, but then for me it was like, yes, this is a, it's an interesting job, but it's not quite what I wanted to do. Um, through school, I had a bit of a fascination for uh, software development um, and then front-end uh, coding. So then went from there, applied that a bit, then started just asking local businesses around me if they wanted some help with things, because obviously going into COVID, the transition from going from the, obviously the in-person to then the online experience, that was a big thing. So it was part of that uh, change that sort of meant that I started asking people around about it. Got to the end of that year, so in 2020, did quite uh, well at points and started taking on staff at that year. Then through 2021 was sort of our biggest year, but then profitability was tanking. So then the way that I sort of you know, wanted to carry on was going through sixth form, but as the skills that I'd sort of learnt during the start first period in time were more valuable than the stuff that I had learned at sixth form, to be honest. Yeah. Um, as it was more of the real world application and life experience behind it. Um, but yeah, it was like it was sort of a bit on a whim, so everyone kinda of, like ambrated about it as being like started from my bedroom because that's quite literally the case. Yeah. Um but originally it was just mainly because I got to be fair, it was mainly because I got bored, it was like something I had an interest in. Yeah. So So I mean you said you're obviously studying at the university. Now, if you move on to the enterprise centre, you're based here, your business here. Was that did you base your business here before your study, or is it could just they coincident they came together and actually it works quite nicely because you can go to a lecture and then in the afternoon yeah. you're running your business. Can I- yes, it's, it's a bit of both. So what happened was originally when we started the business, it was just based where I lived in Bowen Furness, which is in yeah. Cumbria. Where I was at sixth form, moved it to Lancaster, so we have an office. Uh, in Lancaster so we moved it to Lancaster then we also have one in London but then at that point in time it was like wherever I was based would be where yeah. most people tend to go in so then from there once I came to university so in December we officially moved it to being in the Enterprise Centre um, from early where I originally met Mike Thompson who manages the space um, he was telling me all about it what the idea of it what the agenda of this place is to do um, and at that point in time, I sort of felt that kind of fit with what we were doing. And for us, it was quite important for, like I said, I chose the university because of the what I'd learned here and also yeah. it wanted to be within the region. So it also made sense in that part of it because we wanted to stay with the Northeast, grow more organically here before looking at going, going a bit more down south. Because we do have some live clients based from down south, but it made more sense to stay within the Northeast. Um, so when it came here, kind of coincidence but it was a bit of both like it was coincidence and also good timing um but also planned because i kind of knew it would be in the area at the time and i suppose what you get is you know mike's uh, really supportive of, of of the businesses that are located here but you get an ecosystem here presumably you know you, yeah you both you've got other people you can talk to and reach out. yeah I, mean, I think i think that's the biggest one isn't it because it's like when you have uh, a co-worker space or enterprise and similar to this it's the stuff that's around you. It's the access to other people, the mentoring, the advice. So obviously one thing being on campus and being a student, obviously we've got access to the academic support, advice and things like that. But then it also helps the access to the business support. So 
with the advice of Mike. Um, there's obviously people like Lewis Simmons from um, Hailet and things like that who all engage with the space, engage with people here. Um, we've got Friday Young from the faculty who does a lot of, she's just recently done an event here and it's engaging businesses with the area and obviously with the support side of it and obviously that's quite supportive for Mike because obviously this kind of space isn't something that you get normal at nurse to. So that's quite important. As... And, and for me, obviously I said, you know, at the beginning before we started recording, is a chance to talk about your own business. You know, interesting. You know, actually a lot of people in the digital marketing arena from starting their business, you know, they, they probably use social media for their personal interests and that's how they've learned it. And actually it's a communication piece. But also, and you said you had an interest in software and, 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 and technology. What sort of but what sort of clients do you look after, and what sort of services do you provide? And so, you know. uh, a lot of our clients tend to be within finance, construction, and professional service. So, um, we do obviously serve every industry. So we have uh, everything from uh, fitness brands to um, some crane hire companies um, and things like that. So we do serve every industry. Most of our clients tend to be within finance, construction, professional service. So, uh, that stuff like accountancies, legal, um, financial. And things like that um the services that we offer is essentially three services originally we used to do a lot more than that um so back when i started the business we also did social media management uh, and things like that so we then condensed that down to sort of what we believed was our three core uh aims so it fits alongside our sort of vision and mission statement um but we do website design and development search engine optimization and then performance marketing it's primarily because with the clients that we work with, um, social media marketing isn't something that tends to work very well for them. Um, given the industry, it's more of a B2B. Um, we do have some that is obviously um, health and lifestyle that is also B2C, but for them, they tend to run it themselves. So we, we do help with the strategy behind that. For the and, and how do you differentiate yourself? Or why do people come to you, do you think? I mean, it's a very, you know... It, it, it's great what you do but it's a very very competitive market yeah as, as an industry it's just it's heavily saturated um and for us it was kind of originally there was not much that set us apart you know see that was like it was just we weren't doing a huge amount from there it became more important to decide kind of decide what our aim our mission statement is and what sets us apart and our usps so when we put this in it was i think it was mid last year um, we kind of redefined them again and essentially for us it was providing measurable data-driven results. So we've got three sort of things that essentially um, drive performance, provide measurable data-driven results and essentially be sustainable while doing it. Yeah. So for us we donate um, essentially of our unused project hours, we donate all of that towards doing social action projects for charities, we've done free web website designs, We've done some for community interest centres, community interest, like community interest companies, yeah. um, community centres, and things like that. Because for them, access to getting those resources is very expensive. Um, so it makes sense to utilise whatever our underutilisation is internally to yeah. do something like that. Yeah. So the idea is to essentially provide measurable results, which make us different. Yeah. Um, as I think, as an industry, we tend to have a bit of a bad rep as overpriced because people don't quite know the price point. Yes. Um, and also, also don't provide the results and keep that long-term commitment with a business. So for us, that's the biggest key selling point. 
how different? I mean, it's still you're still a, rel- a very young business, aren't you? You know, and that shows actually how you know, with given the technologies and, and, and markets we're talking about, how quickly you can build a business. But it, how is the business different to what you thought when you know from ending your school education to you know the running through the pandemic period, which we were still only you know, three years on, so to speak. Yeah. You know, is it different? And, 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 and you know, I think, the, I think the biggest difference now is more to do with the fact that the change of what we focus on, because obviously previously we just did everything and it was just myself doing it, most of it. Um, and the biggest change from there has been from, we were obviously structured into departments internally, teams and things like that. So there's a management aspect there. But on the flip side of that, there's also the bit aspect of what we do as a service because previously it was mainly sort of everything, anything within digital mark- media, digital marketing, everyone kind of groups that together. So we refined that service. And I think the biggest change from as in school has been that bit because COVID meant that a lot of businesses just needed a low-cost solution for everything. Um, now we've gone from because that was just getting people online so they can sell online and do things like that, advertise online. But from that transition has been keeping that, because everyone's gone digital now, so it's keeping that footprint, making sure that you're more competitive within the market for clients. So it's gone from that change, from just getting people online to now actually keeping people competitive because everyone's now doing it. So but I think that's the biggest change. I think you're totally right. I think it's performance management is in key and the measurable analysis of the performance yeah. isn't it it's not just going you know, I've got you this you know these new business opportunities is what is the return on your event yeah, more think... and more people go well you sort of they know they need it but they don't know quite how it, it, it you know how it works and probably I do as well but you know a lot of them people your clients you're working for don't really have that in-depth understanding yeah, like, do they I think because in general like I said as an industry it does sometimes get a bit of a bad reputation mm. just because of not people not knowing the price point, what SEO is, what it means, things like that, and it, it's kind of important because even we could, as the, as a even for us, we we have our own dashboards for clients. We could spout as much data as we collect at people. We've uh, I have a spreadsheet that has one thousand six hundred pages on it, and we could just give that to a client. That would mean nothing to them. Yeah. So it's kind of making it in a way that's understandable to them, but also one that's actually providing them some impact, so it, whether it be getting them some more leads, whether it be getting more traffic, more of a brand presence if it's a startup. Um, so it depends, obviously, on the business sector and what they do and how their their history of the business, but that's the biggest thing. It's providing that performance, data-driven results behind it. I think also that the, the market or the, the, the way we do business changed significantly in, yeah. as, a, as a consequence of the pandemic, but also it's, been, it's lasting that digital process you know yeah most things are now you, you you approach you know business prospects are a digital vehicle are they they, yeah. they they travel their journey digitally you know they don't they don't necessarily ring up anymore it is all you know um it's and it's 24 7 isn't it yeah it's they going, want to respond but they want a quality exactly response. it's going from where that perspective was it was just whenever people were free and to now being a bit more like everyone wants that like you said the 24 7 aspect of it and I think the other side of it is also to do with exactly what you just said. People want that quality, and it, it's kept through. Everyone's gone digital. It, there's been a businesses now have digitization policies, which is not something that anyone would have ever predicted ten years ago. Right. Um, but that has all been a result of the pandemic and that sort of uh, worldwide change. Mm-hmm. But just a generation, it's forced people to go online and digitize. And now we move on to the quick fire questions that every guest has been asked this week. 
um, you know, you've come to study in Hull, so a number of the people we've interviewed are, you know, have lived in Hull for a long time, you know, probably been born in Hull. Having come to Hull, what, what, what do you think, or why do you think Hull and the Humber region is a great place to operate a business? So I think for me, um, it's primarily because of the, it's mostly with the investment side of it. Um, so it's investment in the business culture because of it being, I think for me, Hull is the ideal split between being a large city and then just a large town. So it's a small city and being a, a town, a large town. Um, because it's the right size where there is a level, the level of investment. Obviously, we've got a huge thing around being sustainable within the area and the sort of carbon neutrality. Um, so there's a lot of investment within that side of it, but there is also a lot of investment in industry, um, which isn't something that is typically seen in cities as much. Um, more cities, it tends to be on the outskirts of the cities or in smaller regions where you then get heavy industry. But we do have things like that within Hull. Uh, the support from academia is sort of unparalleled in that sense. Like there's a lot of partnerships within local business to you know, places like this, the university, uh, also further further education institutions. They've got stuff like the All Innovation Centre on our doorstep and things like that. So obviously there's aspect of that and also the business culture behind it because it's that branch. It's not a large city where everyone is divided into smaller pockets. Everyone kind of does know each other. Yeah. There is uh, integral networks there where people do just relate to each other you'll see the sim- similar people at different events from yep. different times of year and it's all of that together which brings together the business culture i think that's the biggest sort of impact factor is that you get mentors advice and just general people that you can speak to about it so and, and what do you think hull's best kept secret is um within the business world i'd probably say um the university be fair because I think people don't quite realise the impact of what the university does. Mm. Um, I think people just don't know quite where Hull is and what we do here. Um, so f- I think it's the university because of the university obviously offer their KTPs. We've got things like the business lounge. We've got legal clinics. Uh, each students on the business course get access to doing the small business clinics, so being able to help small businesses with advice on their problems and challenges. Um, on the flip side of it whole chip spice because that was a completely new concept to me um even seeing that so but on the business side of it it's primarily the university because that the university and the networks that that can offer and the events that they do get you to speak to other people within the business community and 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 your favorite place to visit if you're you know obviously not studying or working running a business where 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 do you like to go in hull um to fair i think it's probably newland avenue to be fair yes um, primarily because there is lots of different cafes along yeah. there and <laughs> I do find myself if it is one of those days where it's like nice weather I'll yep. just grab my laptop and then I'll just cafe hop between different <laughs> cafes um, but yeah I think for me it's it, that's one of the things you yeah. can go with a client and you can just yeah. sort of enjoy the day there and um, your most admired whole person I'd probably say it's one of my lecturers I think it's Fanny Young and it's mainly because she's like you wake up in the morning, you see Fanny, you've never re- you've never understood quite how she has so much energy and her enthusiasm to like yeah. to engage with not just students. Like her whole thing is uh, she's a marketing lecturer but also does business uh, she helps with sort of the student experience yeah. engagement. And one of her big things is to get business engagement and to get people interested and she like yes, I see, Yeah, you'll see her in the morning and it's like she's always smiling, she's always doing something, she's always busy. She's always got that drive about her to be able to do something. So I think it's probably her because 
it's kind of rare to see people like that, yeah. to be fair. And if you're on an overseas holiday or an overseas business trip, what would you say to somebody about Hull? I would say it's definitely worth a visit. Um, there's some, there's bits of architecture for me, even just go, seeing Humber Bridge and things like that. I'm going to the deep as it's an amazing experience. There's bits of it that I think is like, like you said, best kept secrets and things like that. And so I'd say it's definitely worth a visit um, to understand the culture, like the sort of the culture and also the people here. Just speak to people; it's it's fine. Um, so I'd say it's definitely worth a visit, and just go when it's sunny. To be fair. And we move on. If not having a working lunch, how might you spend your lunchtime? Uh, uh, what's your favourite lunch uh, time snack, or where would you lunch in Hull? I think you'd probably go down New. Yeah. <laughs> so quick stop at Newlands. We yeah. go to a cafe, or um, I'll you being a university student, Canham Turner, yeah. um, for a student cheap meal. <laughs> um, but otherwise, yeah, Newlands Avenue. Um, one of my other things is there's little there's loads of little cafes just tucked away through um through Hull. So the Beast Cafe Artisan, things like that. So just going for a bit of a walk. And yeah. you can go around, there is some gardens and parks around this area. So just take a bit of a walk. And I think my favourite thing is probably um there's a barista cafe just down the oh Artisan Cafe down the road in Newland and it's a mocker from there. So oh, that sounds good to me. Uh, thank you, Sebastian, for joining us and, and for sharing your thoughts on what makes Hull and the Humber region special. Um, I wish you all the best with your business and it's still in its infancy but it's doing great things and, and it's great to hear how you're you know, working with the university in, you know, to support your business but the benefits you get. I hope we haven't taken too much of your lunch break and you still have time to grab a bite to eat. Uh, Subash is one of five special guests for our Humber Business Working Lunch interviews. You can catch up on Anchor, Apple Podcasts or Spotify with the interviews with our other guests. These included... Uh, Rio Beeson from Young Enterprise B Brand, Dr. Antonio Malfons Ferro from the University of Hull, uh, Mike Thompson uh, from the Enterprise Centre of the University of Hull, and uh, Sarah Clark, who's Director of Operations at Or Innovation. Thank you also to you for listening. We look forward to catching up with you again in future sessions. <laughs>